happy Friday and welcome to Up and Coming, a podcast which is dedicated to discovering exciting up and coming artists from around the world, hosted by me, Evie, and by Sean. Each week we'll chat to a different artist about their life, music, and inspirations, whilst leaving plenty of time to share some of their best tracks with you. This week's episode is all about Gardner Leonard, a West Midlands-based alt-rock duo. We began by finding out how they first got into music. I've played guitar for, for years and years. Since school, I've always played in bands, always tried to write music, done a few other projects here and there. Play guitar is my main instrument. Played in school, still playing now, still writing music. Yeah, that's about as much detail as I've got for you right now. <laughs> oh, I'm such a waffler in comparison. So, I mean, like in terms of getting into music and sort of like finding a fa- like a passion for it, I think I think it's my mum because she's like the queen of harmony. She's like a good singer, and so like my earliest memories are probably like her singing me to sleep, like the whole you know every Disney song you can think of. And so I think probably through her and then, so she was like bringing us up on like Michael Jackson and ABBA and all of that. And then my dad was more like ACDC and Queen. And I think I just wanted to be like a, a Spice Girl, to be honest. I was proper into my pop music and I still I still am, like I do love Papa. And I think I just always looked at, you know, like Spice Girls and like pop stars and, you know, and I was just like, oh, I want to do that. And even though... You know, I'm not I'm not like the strongest singer or anything, but it's just been something that I've always loved. Like I remember even as a kid, like when I when I was a teenager, I was in a band, like an emo all girl band. And one of my friends joined and she said, Right, I'm gonna be singing now because I'm better than you. And I was like, Okay. But you know, it was just but even so, the passion did not die. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's just something that's always been, you know, very joyful for me. The question I have instantly is, is that girl in a band herself now? Because if not, you proved her wrong. <laughs> no, she's no, she's not. She occasionally posts like a few videos on Instagram. Like I still follow her. <laughs> There's still in contact. <laughs> so am I right in thinking you both first met when you were at college? Can you guys remember what your first impressions of each other were? I can do this because that is actually a lie. We were not in college. <laughs> That's what Daryl said the first time because he couldn't remember how we actually met. <laughs> but I, I do remember. So Daryl probably was in college because he's a couple of years older than me. I think I was 15. And I remember meeting at a park because we had a lot of mutual friends. And um, Daryl, I knew about Daryl before I met him because one of my friends had a crush on him. So that's how I knew who he was. And I knew instantly because he had the most amazing afro. And I knew that Daryl had an afro. So that's how I knew who he was. <laughs> that was my first impression. I was like, wow, that is cool hair. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that. All right, cool. Oh, no, sorry. That's embarrassing, isn't it? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I did have a good afro, in all honesty. It was strong. It was strong. So then obviously you have known one another for quite a long time, but what is it that brought you back together last year during the lockdown period that led to the creation of the band and the album? We hadn't actually like spoken or seen each other for, for for years, to be totally honest. And I was just writing music. Something I've always wanted to do was a female-led um, like pop punk emo project, which this is. I've always wanted to do it, but the original plan was to have um, a different female vocalist on each track, and have each track wildly different in styles. Um, so I'm a metal guitarist playing pop punk, so already quite a lot of variety there. I sent a demo to Rihanna and she sent some vocals back and we got to talk in and she did such a great job. We just decided to just, yeah, become a band. 
and just have a whole album with with just Rihanna's vocals on because I, I loved them so much um, when we first started demoing the tracks. Yeah, and now we've got an album out, so it's pretty cool. You've both mentioned sort of different artists and genres that you love. Can you tell us about the artists that you both loved the most whilst growing up? Oh, that's hard. My music tastes pretty varied, to be fair. It's like when I was in school, I was listening to like Iron Maiden, funnily enough. So I was listening to a lot of true metal and stuff like that. And then I got into hip hop massively, which I still love to this day. But it was, well, my my favourite band of all time is Metallica. But it's, it's kind of like everyone's favourite band. So like it's, it's not that cool to say. But yeah, I love Metallica. Amazing band. Absolutely incredible. But I also like bands like Fightstar, Motion City Soundtrack. My second favourite band. Love Motion City Soundtrack. Incredible. Um, Funeral Friend. But even like like Jamiroquai. <laughs> oh. Saw him live last year. I thought Jamiroquai was incredible. So yeah, a lot of very varied. But none of those influenced this album. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, I'd say probably Motion City Soundtrack and Funeral Friend. I was like a pop princess growing up. I mean, because it was the 90s. So it was just, it was the glory days for like, you know, girl bands and boy bands and stuff. And so I loved like all of that. Like as a kid, it was probably like Backstreet Boys that I really loved. But then when I was like a teenager and I was like, you know, dyed my hair black and started wearing like baggy jeans and chains and stuff. Like then I was, I kind of went more into like my pop punk. So I think I kind of started off on like, you know, the mainstream. So it was like Green Day and Blink-182. And and then I, I, for a while I went through a bit of a heavier phase. So then I was into like Slipknot and Murder Dolls. And then I was like, actually, who am I kidding? Like, <laughs> it's probably a bit heavier than I was like into. So then like my favorite bands for years were probably All Time Low, like brand new. And I used to love because MySpace, it was the oh, MySpace was amazing for music. I used to just go onto like the charts, and you could just go like the top forty or whatever, like unsigned by genre. And so I used to just go on pop punk unsigned, and found like so many good bands that way. That is definitely a, a varied past from both of you. There, that's that's really interesting. <laughs> you described the band as a as a pop punk band. What do you think makes your music stand out? I think if you have like a female vocalist that's the first thing people notice because there aren't so many of us but also I think like if you're like if you listen carefully because I I don't notice like music straight away like the, the instruments like I always kind of focus on like melody and lyrics but when I listen carefully I'm like Daryl's playing like four different guitar lines <laughs> like as a minimum but I mean he could probably tell you more about that because he's like he's you know he's very modest he won't say it himself but like He's so good at so many instruments. It really blows my mind. Boy, thank you. I'm adequate at all. I'm adequate at all instruments. But yeah, what makes it stand out, I'd say, yeah, it's a pop punk album by a metal guitarist. I mean, the female vocals, like Rihanna says, is is a standout thing. And there's not that many in the genre. There's just, you know, the main ones you think of, like Power More, We Are The In Crowd, etc. Guitar-wise, it is, yeah, it is from a metal standpoint so like it was actually quite tricky to make this album and trickier than some of the more complex stuff i've written in the past because i had to take a step back and be like is this poppy enough you know what i mean are people gonna be able to sing along to this and that was really just my idea for the whole album i wanted every song for the crowd to be able to shout back what the vocals are saying so for that to happen there had to be a bit more space with the guitars so i actually kind of i dumbed it down that's probably the wrong term but Made it a bit simpler and a bit more straightforward, but there are still elements. For example, say the word, the verse riff in that is pretty tricky to play. 
in all honesty. I quite, I'm quite proud of that one, actually. It's quite a good riff. <laughs> yeah, there's little there's sprinkles of that throughout the album, and um, I hope people appreciate that. Um, yeah, it is quite technical in parts, but you can also sing along to it. Because another thing that stood out to me was also the album title, and I was wondering if you could explain what the meaning behind it is. It hasn't got a deep meaning. It hasn't got a deep meaning. It's just quite a few years ago, I just saw that word. I don't even know where I saw that word. And I was like, oh, so I'm going to call my solo album. And that was about five years ago. Um, and this initially was going to be a solo album featuring people, but it turned into a band and we just kept the title. So there's no deep meaning behind it. It's just a cool word. We went through like a few. Didn't we? I mean, it was the same when we were trying to come up with a band name. Mm. I mean, Gardner Leonard, it's not the most imaginative. It is just our surnames. And so then we had the same thing with the album and I was like, why don't we just keep milk toast? It's a cool word. <laughs> what was the experience like of creating this album during a lockdown? Therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I like it, it was exciting for me because um it was mostly in the summer holidays. So I think that like Daryl approached me like sort of towards because I'm I'm a teacher by day. So I think it was like towards the end of the summer term that Daryl first sort of messaged me and was like, Oh, I've got some stuff. Would you be interested in looking at it? And we've talked about it like over the years, every so often he'd pop up and we'd say, Oh yeah, yeah. And there was I remember like a few years ago there was like some tracks that he sent me and I never actually got around to do anything with. And when he was in a band before grace the skies i did feature on one of their songs so we'd always kind of intended to do more i just hadn't got there so i actually kind of made the time to sit down and do something and i was like this is so much fun because it's I've, I've wanted to sing this kind of music for years since i was in that teenage emo band it's what i've wanted to do but no one wanted to be in a band with me <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean like the tracks i actually went back and i haven't told daryl this yet a couple of weeks ago I was looking for something on my Facebook messenger and like I was searching like some random, I can't remember what the word was now, but I found like old messages from dads from like years ago and the tracks that he'd sent me. And one of them was your ghost, but it was a different version of it. And uh, so when I found it, I was like, this is so like, I went, the, the Dropbox link still worked. It was the same sort of riffs, but it sounded completely different. And I just thought that's mad now to listen. And that actually like now we've turned it into something else and you know, that's probably the song that led to this being an album instead of an EP. I agree with that. I need to delete that Dropbox link, though. Because um, <laughs> I, I was completely unaware that that was still up. Yeah, it was um, It was a crazy experience, though, during lockdown as well. I mean, it just gave us a creative outlet. I mean, everyone's struggling at the moment. It's been such a weird... Well, this year's weird as, just as well as last year. But it was... Yeah, it was, it's such a weird time. And for bands especially, you know, no gigs or anything. I'm just, I just... I, I personally just needed a creative outlet. And I just needed, like the motivation to actually to actually 
do this project and I've, I've wanted to do it for years genuinely i just never had the time to sit down and just think okay these few months i'm just going to dedicate to it so in all honesty i don't think the album or the band would have happened if it wasn't for the lockdown which is crazy but actually yeah i don't think it would have happened I mean, it was just that time to sit back and be like yeah we can do something cool here it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom do something cool and something we're proud of and have it having the time to do it yeah totally you know there was literally nothing else to do anyway so it was you know it was a it was a really positive creative outlet that's great because that means i can add something else to the list to the small list i have of things that are positive from the last year so that's great (laughs) your band being created (laughs) so you've got a full album as you said there instead of an ep which it could have been in the first place would you say that your tracks are based on your own lives and experiences oh yes <laughs> yeah so daryl wrote the music for the whole album except for the last track one two three four which was um it's an, it was it was originally an acoustic song that i wrote and i play when i do my acoustic stuff but obviously we revamped it and made it like poppy so he did all the music and i did most of the lyrics so some of the songs Daryl already had bits for and so some some were sort of half and half quite a few were me and then like it's been a while is 100% Daryl yes if I look at it there's probably at least five or six of the songs that were written about one specific (laughs) ex-boyfriend I've always kind of enjoyed turning trauma into music and making it something more positive like from my perspective I mean I haven't actually asked Daryl about it's been a while and some of the other ones that he wrote bits of. But for me, there's only like one or two from my perspective that weren't actually based on something that had happened. Did you find it nerve-wracking releasing something so personal? Oh, let me tell you. With most of the songs, it's fine. And I'm like, I'm quite an open person anyway. I will tell anyone my business, which is quite often to my detriment. Like I will embarrass myself frequently and then realise after I've said something that I should have kept my mouth shut. But for the most part, I don't really mind. But when we were releasing mine, oh, I had a nervous belly like the whole day before. And when it was finally out, it was a really weird excitement. I don't know if I was more excited or nervous, but that was the one that I was really quite bricking it over. And what has the reaction been like so far to the release of the album? People seem to like it. Yeah, people seem to like it. I mean, like we're... we're... Yeah, very small fish in a big pond. Uh, it's the industry at the moment, and especially like a lot of bands are releasing albums and stuff right now, so it can get lost in the shuffle. But people who've heard it, they do seem to genuinely like it. I think we're onto something good, but it takes time to build up. We'd love to know what are both of your favourite tracks from the record. Oh, go on, you go first. I think we're going to say the same. So three, yeah. two, one, mine. Mine, yeah. <laughs> we thought you might. I personally think musically it's the strongest track. And the, the funny thing with the album, it started off as an EP and the majority of the songs at the end of the album were the ones which were going to be the EP. We actually wrote what we thought were the better songs towards the end. I mean, we wrote mine like two days before we went into the studio. It was like, yeah, wish it was me mine it was another lie as well i think we wrote like we wrote them like last really last minute like just before we went to the studio they were all in like a space of a week it's a shame that we stopped writing <laughs> when we finished the album because i think we were doing we were starting to write better material but mine in particular i'm really proud of the chord progression in the pre-chorus and rian did a phenomenal job with the lyrics 
think overall that's the most complete song and that's why we put the music video together for it. Is that another song that's inspired by personal experience? Yeah, yeah, that was... Oh, it's an interesting story with that one. So, oh, how much detail do I go into? Right. Be so careful with that when, one. <laughs> I know, <laughs> be careful what I say. Basically, it was uh, an experience. It was a long time ago, but it kind of reared its ugly head a bit this year, right as Daryl asked me to like make some music. And so originally I backed out, I dropped out and I said, I can't do it. But Daryl was really nice about the whole thing. And so I was like, do you know what? Let's just go for it. And so we wrote the tracks and then it got to like the, that last week we were right about to go back in and we realised we had enough stuff for an album rather than an EP. And he sent me the music for mine. And obviously it's really like quite poppy and lively, but I was just, I had obviously, you know, this whole thing going on in my head and it had been sort of messing me up a little bit for a couple of months because it had all kind of been brought up again. And I thought I've waited a long time and I've wanted a long time to put it into a song, but it had never been the right time or like if I'd have done it by myself, it would have been like a sad acoustic thing and that didn't feel right. And so when he sent me something that sounds really quite lively and happy, I was like, I'm just going to try and see if I can make it work and if I can turn it into this. And it was done within about 20 minutes. But at the time I was having my bathroom done. So I was staying at the (laughs) in-laws. So I couldn't record like a demo straight away. So I sent Daryl the lyrics before I sent the demo. And his response, like, first of all, was like, okay, first off, are you okay? (laughs) And he was really like lovely about it. And he was like, I didn't expect it to go in that direction. But and then like I sent obviously a demo. And yeah, it, you know, it became what it is. But yeah, it was a good experience. And like Daryl was so lovely about it. And I ended up like telling him like the whole story. And he was so supportive that that almost made me cry more because he was just, I was like, wow, that's, you know, this is really nice. And then I just found that actually since it's been out, like I've had so many conversations about it, but like people that I would never have talked to about that experience, I have. And I've been like less afraid to like talk about it. And actually, like, unfortunately, every woman I know has a similar experience or something, you know, that has happened to them that it's resonated with them or, you know, they've been through it or, you know, and it's so common. I thought, actually, I shouldn't feel like ashamed about it. And I'm so glad now that I've turned that into something that makes me feel the opposite. So, you know, it when it like first kind of like, reared its head again shall we say I was walking the dog and I ended up having to sit in the middle of the woods and like breathe I was about to have a panic attack (laughs) and I was like okay I've clearly not done like processing this and so then I just ended up talking to people and 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 you know now that song makes me feel awesome and I, I sing that and it's not got that power over me at all now it is just something I'm like you know what this is something that I can own and it can make me stronger and I feel like it has which I know it's so cliche but I would highly recommend that, you know, turn your trauma into art because it is the best, most positive, healthy way to deal with it. That is amazing. So you've obviously pointed out that a lot of this album is really, really personal. What what are you kind of hoping that listeners take away from the album? I, I don't know. I'd like it if it resonated with people, you know, especially like the songs like mine. I think it is quite relatable and they are, you know, a lot of them are, like I said, about that one specific ex-boyfriend and everyone's got that one ex. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think hopefully it's relatable in that sense. Will he know who he is if he listens to this? <laughs> Do you know? I, I, I think yes, <laughs> because... <laughs> 
until like fairly recently, he was still liking everything on my music page. And then like last summer, not long before I started working with Daryl, I wrote this song called Ex Lovers Mixtape, which was based on a conversation I had with him. And it, it, it literally is like, because when, when we split up and we were kind of okay with each other for about five minutes, I said to him, oh, well, at least I'll get a good song out of this one day. And he went, please don't. I don't want to be part of your ex-lover's mixtape. And I was straight away, was like, that is going to be a song one day. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did it and I just did like a little video, like just filmed myself on my phone, like and stuck it on my music Facebook. Ever since then, he stopped liking things. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that if he were to still have a bit of a stalk, he would 100% know. And I enjoy that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Petty forever. <laughs> we sort of touched on it briefly talking about gigs being something else that's been impacted over the lockdown. So we would love to know where would be your dream venue to play live once the pandemic is over? If Glastonbury comes calling, I think um, I think we'll take that one. But I don't know, you know, I don't know. Like literally... Just the local boozer would do the job right now. Like, Honestly. I just want to play a gig, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about a dream dream venue or Albertall or something like that. But yeah, let's just let's keep our expectations modest and say, yeah, just the local lo- just the local boozer with four people in the corner. There, that'll do, man. Just to play live music, it's going to be cool. <laughs> what have you both missed the most about playing live? Well, I mean, we haven't, like, obviously we haven't played any of this stuff live. No, not as a band. Yeah, and, like, it's something that we need to talk about down the line when things start to settle. When things start to settle, should I say. I think it's something, yeah, it's something that we're definitely going to do. But, yeah, I played in a covers band for quite a few years. It was it was starting to do all right, actually. And then the pandemic hit and it all fell apart for everybody. I just enjoy, yeah, I just enjoy the feedback and just... You know, those two hours fly by when you're on stage. It was admittedly only covers, but it was latter day covers like Slipknot. Yeah, but you guys are really good, to be fair. You're very good. Oh, thank you. Why, thank you. Um, we, uh, yeah, we were doing all right. We were getting started, to be fair. It was, we were starting to get a few um, decent sized gigs and then obviously this hit. But no, it's just it's just nice to play live, isn't it? It's just it's nice having that reaction with fans and, and speaking to like minded individuals and, and all being, you know, all being in the same room for one for one purpose and that's just to enjoy live music little things like that that we, we we all took for granted I'm sure yeah I mean I had I haven't played in a band for years and years I mean there's been the odd time where I've like got up with a friend's band and done a couple of songs but I mean it's you know and that's been like oh this is excellent like, you know I love that but I've just been like doing acoustic stuff for probably like the last seven years if not more and so like that's very different but I do love that because you know it's it's intimate and it's fun and when people are drunk and enjoying themselves like when you're acoustic you really hear every word so it's a good laugh and then which track from your album are you most excited to perform live whenever that is possible oh for me it's conspiracy
the second pre-chorus where it does the like it goes like what a rush what a rush i'm just like that is begging for a crowd to sing back so for me i can't wait to do that one i don't know what about you daryl say the word i think oh. i do agree with conspiracy being being um being good for that chant from the crowd but um say that we yeah, it's one of the heavier tracks it's uh, more yeah back into the stuff I, I usually play yeah i'd say say the word personally what's your favorite song on the album I think obviously, like you've both spoken about, mine is definitely one that I just think is amazing. Like you said, the chord progression, the lyrics are brilliant. But the one that I've been listening to the most over the last few days has been one, two, three, four. Ah. I just just that little line. I just love I love the riff. I, I've just had that in my head over the last few days. Oh, that's interesting to know. Well, that that is that is interesting to know, actually. That is interesting to know. Yeah, and then for me, I'm someone who um when I first listen, songs often kind of jump out to me instantly. And the two songs that jumped out to me are mine, which has been spoken about a lot, but I also really like Another Lie. Hey. Yeah, that was your favourite for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was my favourite for a while as well. That would yeah. probably be my top top song of yours so far. On uh, on Apple Music, you know, it like stars, like the most popular ones. So at the moment, that's Wish It Was Me, Another Lie and Honey. Which I thought was interesting, yeah, because no one's really like mentioned Honey to me. Like my mum has told me like she loves it, but like we did like a little like uh, Instagram thing, like saying what's your favorite song on the album, and no one said Honey. But like, and that's number five, so you know you have to go down to listen to it. So I thought that was quite interesting that that that's got a little star. But uh, but I I do actually love Honey. I think it's really I don't know happy. <laughs> It's good to have people's opinions on it as well because obviously for us we were kind of learning how we work together as we were writing the album because it was the first time we'd written together like the first songs i'd written were well your ghost was written five years ago for previous band but never got used but it's been a while and say the word with the first ones and they're arguably the heaviest songs on there but as i was starting to write and heard rihanna's demos coming back i started to realize that i needed to leave a bit of space for rihanna's vocals so the music kind of changed as we were writing and we were kept improving, kept improving in my honest opinion, but it's nice to know people's thoughts on, on songs just so we know what direction to take it next. I mean, we haven't, we have, we have an idea, but it's, it's good to, it's good to know. Yeah. It's good to know. All the yeah, it really is. Sure. I guess you guys must look at Spotify quite a lot then. Do you, for the most popular? I don't have Spotify. I don't look, I don't, I don't look at it every, every 10, 15 minutes. I don't. <laughs> no. Um, no, I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't. I have to admit, as you named the songs there on Apple that are popular, I looked on Spotify just because I was interested to compare them. And interestingly, on Spotify, Honey actually isn't in the top five. It's sixth. So clearly, depending on who's got Apple Music and who's got Spotify, they've got different music tastes. So what what are the top five on Spotify? Sorry if you don't mind indulging me. (laughs) (laughs) The top five on uh, Spotify are Mine, 
then conspiracy, then wish it was me, then another lie, and then can't live with that. Ah, interesting. Yeah, that was one that I didn't think I would like enjoy that much because it's so repetitive. And like when I first sent the demo back, Daryl was like, it might be too repetitive. And so I went away and changed it. He was like, no, 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 that's not what I mean. It's still too repetitive. And he, I was like, oh, okay. And then we went to the studio and went, do it the way you did it first. <laughs> and so it ended up, you know, it is repetitive, but I mean, that works, doesn't it? Sometimes it's, it's memorable. You know, because of the inability to celebrate your album release with live performances, did you at any point consider delaying the album? I, I did. Actually, I yeah, I did. I, to be fair, like I kind of wish we'd have, we'd have spaced things out a bit more. But again, we, it was it was done. Like we kind of just wanted to put it out there in the world and see people's opinions, and then we can see what people like and build from it. But yeah, I I, I was planning on doing the album because it's hard to push in in this industry now without one like without you know, our company and financial backing behind you. You kind of need that now, otherwise you kind of just get lost in the shuffle, like I said previously. But yeah, I was planning, I was thinking about delaying it, but maybe by the time this is over, especially now we're still in lockdown, we might have another <laughs> album out, in all honesty. So, so it's not it's not too bad. It's just I'm so impatient that I think if Daryl had turned around to me and be like, I think we should push it back further, I'd have been like, okay, whatever you think is best, like through really gritty teeth. <laughs> But that would have killed me. I like I, as soon as we'd recorded even one song, I was like, "Mom, listen to this," you know, and sending it. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I that would have killed me. So, even though you know we can't play it and stuff, it's still I'm still glad that it's out there. Have you got any gigs planned? No, no. <laughs> That's the wrong answer for the podcast. Isn't it? Oh yeah, so we've got this tour <laughs> book for later in the year. No, we we haven't um, we haven't got anything anything planned as of yet. I mean, like. It's difficult as well because it's just me on all the instruments. I don't know how that's going to come across live, but I've got a few mates who should be able to help out. But I, I think between us, we've probably got enough like musical friends that we'd be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, but at the moment, nothing planned. Hopefully, we just get like just one gig in before the end of the year. Like that's kind of yeah, just maybe a local gig and see see what the sponsors and and see where we go from there. But yeah, nothing planned at the moment. It's it's too difficult to plan. We don't know what's happening. Doing none of us do, and it just keeps getting. Yeah, he's getting extended. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And like, a gig's going to be the same when it all settles. We don't know. You know what I mean? It's going to take a while for it all to, to go back to what it once was. So, yeah, nothing planned at the moment. But as soon as we are legally allowed to do it, I'm, I'm sure we'll be playing a gig. Yeah, I've got like a mental list of like places that I think we would at least work as soon as we can. I'm ready to start sending out those emails. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you're a teacher. Yes. Are you a primary or secondary school teacher, if you don't mind me asking? I'm a primary teacher. I teach year one. (laughs) I was going to ask the question whether you've told your students about your album release. Because obviously if you're in secondary school, you probably would get some people coming towards you. But in year one, that's maybe not going to be an issue. Well, you'd think that. But then, so before Christmas, I had um, one of the kids like, Miss Leonard, you were in my car. And I said, what do you mean? I was in your car. <laughs> you were on the radio, your song. And I was like, what song? He said, your band? What do you know about my band? He said, you know, that song, Wish It Was You. And I was like, uh, gobsmacked. I was like, oh my God, he actually does know my band. And so it threw me a little bit. I was like, has your mum been Googling me? He was like, yes. <laughs> like, oh my God. And then I realised, because obviously we're doing a lot of like, because we, uh, my class had to self-isolate for a couple of weeks in November. So we'd already got pros at home learning before we went into lockdown. And so I didn't realise, but the platform we've been using now for several months was showing them all my first name. 
So they probably had a field day Googling me. <laughs> but yeah, I've changed it now. So it just says my first name is R. But I, I, I sense, you know, the, the horse has already bolted with that one. Yeah, but it's okay. Because they're five and six, you know, I, I, I could tell them I do anything and they think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we also made the conscious decision not to have any swear words in the album. Yes, because, yeah, when Daryl wrote another lie, because... Daryl did like I wrote like the first verse of that and Daryl did like the rest so he sent it me with only the first verse missing so originally it did have a swear word at the end and I was like can I just please you know it's just not worth the risk (laughs) and so yeah so there's no bad words so it is safe for your child to listen to. (laughs) I'm just imagining a scenario now where that boy or girl comes in but this time they say miss you taught me a new word on the radio. Oh I would die. I would, I would just, life would not be worth living. <laughs> yeah, so child-friendly. <laughs> and then have you both discovered any new artists that you fall in love with during lockdown that you think everyone else should be listening to? You sent me a few. I sent you a few. You did? When we were like looking to do music videos, there were a few cool ones that you sent me. Yeah, there were a few, actually. In regards to new artists... Yeah, I'm not so so sure about new artists. I mean, like the Deftones album last year was incredible. The um, the new Deftones album was one of the best albums I've I've, I've ever heard. <laughs> in, in being totally honest, I absolutely loved that. And the biggest surprise album for me in the pop punk vein was the Machine Gun Kelly album. Oh yes, yeah. That was like that 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 was that was great. To be honest, it's such a stylistic change for him. Um, but having Travis Barker as a backup is like it just gives it it gives it legitimacy and it's, yeah, it's really good. It's it's that that's a that's a good album that is. I'm trying to think of new artists. I know I was thinking that, but um, for me like Biba Doobie. So I saw her just before lockdown, supporting the 1975, and when she came out, like the first thing she said was like, "I'm on my period, so I feel like crap." And I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and this was in like it's you know it's not called the NIA anymore, but the, like the an arena in Birmingham. And I was like, she's saying that to an arena, a sold out arena, that she feels like shit because she's on a period. I'm just like, wow. And I thought she was like, she was awesome. She was really cool. And she released her album not that long ago. And that's really good. I enjoyed listening to that. So now we have one final question for you. And this is a question we've been asking everyone at the end of each episode. So if you could bring back any band or artist, past or present, for one final album, who would it be and why? (laughs) Whoa, you should have put that in the email. I could have prepped an answer for that. Like any band from any, any era. Yeah, any bad, any era. Oh, well, it's like, do you want to do the world a favor or yourself a favor? Because yourself, <laughs> always yourself. Okay. <laughs> the Jimi Hendrix experience, because I'd love to see Hendrix again. It's a good one. Uh, see, then part of me was like, if you're thinking like that big, then maybe like for a second, I was like, oh, maybe Michael Jackson. And then I was like, actually, as he got older, he kind of lost his voice. So perhaps not. Uh, I didn't like the emo in me is like thinking of like cute is what we aim for. I loved those as a teenager and they didn't do very much in terms of albums, but I thought they were great. And I loved Cartel as well. I don't know if anyone remembers them. Like, oh, lovely Cartel. And it's it's controversial now, but my um my favorite band for years and years was Brand New. And then obviously, you know, as a lot of bands in the pop punk and that kind of genre, it turns out that the singer is obviously dodgy. So now I feel like I can't enjoy them anymore. So, I mean, under other circumstances, I probably would have said them. But yeah, that is a, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to have to think on that one. It is a good question. I mean, they've, they've all been great questions, but that one's really stumped me, to be fair. Yeah, I have to think about that one. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for your answers and thank you for taking the time to speak to us. We can't wait to see what 2021 has in store for you. And I hope you'll be playing a gig at your local boozer very soon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. It's really appreciated. Yeah, thank you. It's been very fun. Thank you for listening to the Up and Coming podcast. We hope you loved Series 1 as much as we did. Make sure you never miss any future episodes by clicking the subscribe button now. If you don't feel like you can wait until the next series for your Up and Coming fix, or if you want more information on today's artist and loads of other amazing artists, visit the Up and Coming blog page. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter for more exclusive content. You'll find links to each one in the description. In the meantime, keep an eye out for Series 2.